Hey everyone, Justin's nephew Jackson wants to tell you where to go if you want to support the show. Yeah. Pay, Pay. Jury. Daily. Dot com. Nailed it. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Jury Daily Show. My name is Justin Robert Young. Uh, I want to take this time to speak about my trip this weekend to Gen Con. If you're unfamiliar, Gen Con is short for Geneva Convention, literally. It was a, 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 a not role-playing, strategy game gathering that started on Lake Geneva and then I think moved to Milwaukee and now has moved to Indianapolis because it is the world's most popular board game or card game convention. Maybe not the world, but America for sure. It's massive. They, they literally take over all of downtown Indianapolis. It's always a fun time. And for the last few years, we've gone and done a bootleg thing and uh, set up uh, our own little mini sales opportunity at the Escape Room Indianapolis. But this year, because we uh, we have our, 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 our new partners with Golden Bell, we're going to be selling inside the convention, which is really cool. And John and I are going to be giving two talks, which we've never done. Like, I've done a lot of... I've done talks at Nerdtacular. I've obviously done panels at Dragon Con. I've done... A fair amount of stuff. Like, I'm certainly not shy when it comes to talking, but I got to tell you, I got some butterflies in my stomach when it comes to talking to tabletop people because even though we have produced two tabletop games, Action News and The Contender, and they've sold pretty well, and I've spoken at <laughs> a, a tabletop convention before in PAX Unplugged, it's not Gen Con. Gen Con, I kind of feel like, I don't know. People are going to take it seriously. I kind of, I think I got soft. Like I got soft by the fact that most of the places that I go are people that I know and they like me, but they probably are going to hate me at Gen Con. Like these guys, they don't like social card games. They don't like the contender. They don't like action news. They like, they like serious, like European board games and, and they all, all the games are uh, made you don't even get a game you you get you get a, a a full tree and and you are only given a, a, a an axe and a gigantic filing cabinet worth of rules and nothing else and so once you've understood how to chop down the tree and fashion it into your game playing board then and only then are you able to play a 14 day experience that requires 17 friends and over 75,000 pages worth of manual for sapling 
the greatest board game ever created. If you don't know what I'm talking about, there is a realm, and I have no, I'm actually, I have no beef with uh, this kind of game. There's like a, a a very specific kind of board game called, you know, it just they're called European board games. But basically, there's a lot of rules, and and it takes a long time, and it takes a bunch of people. But it was kind of like, it's kind of there in the space between very popular board games and not very popular. I'm already like, listen to me. I'm already stepping on eggshells trying to not piss anybody off just in case one of you guys is going to throw fruit at me at the, at at, at the Gen Con event. Right. But there's basically, it just requires a lot of attention. I'm kind of an ADD dude and I don't have enough friends to play these games. I do like playing them, but these kinds of games sort of exist in the space between like Monopoly and Dungeons and Dragons, right? So I want to sit down and play a game for a couple hours, but I also want the kind of expansive nature that you would get in like a role-playing game, uh, but on rails, right? And there's a lot of different really cool stuff that's come up over the last few years. Kickstarter and Amazon have really kind of opened the doors to creativity for so many more tabletop uh, uh, games. And look, I'm very, very pleased to be whatever tiny infinitesimal part of the community. But I'm scared, y'all. I'm scared. Well, we're giving two talks. The first talk is going to be how to lose uh, $40,000 on Kickstarter. Uh, and that's a talk we've given before, so I'm, I'm happy to do it again. And then the next one we're going to do, which we've never done before, which is playing with politics. So we're going to talk about theming a game in a political way uh, and and the our philosophy on it. Because we do have a lot of, you know, fairly core philosophy to the idea of theming a game and, and what we did and didn't want to do with Contender specifically uh, for business reasons and, and game enjoyment reasons. So if you're going to be a Gen Con, hit me up on Twitter at Justin R. Young. Uh, I'm not going to have one single place that I'm going to be except for those two talks. Again, uh, Friday at 8 p.m. in the convention center and then Saturday at 10 a.m. in the convention center. Uh, but yeah, look look, uh, look for me in the, in the program and you'll be able to find all the details. But other than that, I'll just be farting around. It'll be a fun time. Okay. Let's go ahead and get into the news. This just in from the uh, dystopian future department. I didn't know that this was even a thing in China, but apparently it is. It's now making, I mean, hell, if I'm talking about it out here in Oakland, California, then this is now made world news. A video filter glitch reveals popular young vlogger to be a 58-year-old woman. So apparently... According to this story, and, and let me also just say right now, before I even get started, that I'm already suspicious of this story. Anything that seems like really, really, really into a very pre-established narrative groove in our media that comes from around the world, 
almost assuredly isn't exactly as it's being reported and oftentimes can be totally fabricated or blown out of proportion to the point where the original idea of the story isn't even real. So let me just say that up front before we get into the fun stuff that like this story seems fishy to me. But let's let me let me explain the scales and the weird mouth and the coal black eyes before we even go further on that idea. Her name is Your Highness. Oh God. Jiao Bilu Bilu Jiao Bilu. I swear to God. Sunbun, just text me. I'm a fucking idiot. Anyway, Your Highness has a gigantic following, huge following. On uh, uh, the Chinese platform Daoyu. And while it's known amongst her following that she uses what is called a beauty filter. So imagine, you know, it's very popular these days on Snapchat or Instagram. That during your stories you can have this uh, kind of AR tech that changes your face. So it's known apparently in certain circles that... There is uh, uh, in this community, this Chinese vlogging community, that some people use beauty filters. So this would basically just be digital makeup. What folks did not know is that this very young looking girl and I was looking at the picture uh, of her with the filter on. I would guess her about mid 20s, right? Early to mid 20s. Maybe, you know, you could say she looks like a great looking 30, young 30s. If you were in your young, in your young 30s, you'd be like, God damn, you still look great. Turns out she's 58, 58 year old woman. Uh, this all came crashing down when uh, she was uh, doing a sing along stream with another youth vlogger. And uh Yeah. The, the filter turned off and all of a sudden her mom was there. It's so funny, though, because she's like still wearing very young clothes. Like she has this very like fun and funky blouse with like a little sports bra on on under it. Apparently, she only knew that things were amiss when people in her VIP access room were leaving en masse and others canceled their donations. Ciao quickly went offline. Although, like all controversy, it has created cash. The uh, account now has over 650,000 followers. And it is reported that Your Highness is already marketing uh, a comeback. She has started taking advertisements for beauty cameras like the one she used to fool her followers and is planning on launching a music video. So, if I were to guess how this is being misrepresented... I would say that this was an intentional thing by this woman. But what I don't know, and I'd be, I would love if folks who knew more about Chinese culture could hit me up on this, is the cultural vectors on that. Like the idea that a, you know, an influencer on Instagram would pull some stuff like this. That's commonplace in America because publicity stunts are like a thing. I don't know if publicity stunts work the same way in China with these kinds of vloggers. So, I don't know. 
I was going to say we'll follow up on it, but most, most likely we will not because I didn't know who this woman was. I don't even know where I would find information on her if I wanted to. Where's the English clearinghouse for social media influencer <laughs> power rankings in China? Let me know. You can always email me, jurydaily at gmail.com. Again, jurydaily at gmail.com. Matt writes, things I learned today. The hospital I work for still stocks leeches in their pharmacy. (laughs) I mean, why would you stock leeches? Just in case the time traveler comes in? I'm sure there's a good reason, but that is pretty funny. Princess Willie writes, I totally agree with you that the stupidest dating trend that I ever heard of is clipping. This is just shit that I do, not to people I'm dating, not to people that I met on Tinder. It's what I do every day. I just suck at responding to messages. Usually I'll engage someone in uh, uh, with a conversation, get really into it for a day or two, sometimes even overwhelmingly so, and then when the conversation is over, I don't only talk to them to the next day. Or uh, the next, or until the next time I have an interesting topic to hit them with. Some of us just aren't daily conversationalists. Deal with it. I'm with you, princess. I, I feel like, I don't know, that most of those dating trends are just assholes. I feel like that was the first time that I read one and I'm like, ah. Like, yes, you should be more proactive when you're dating somebody and you should say, all right, I'm not going to talk to you anymore. But also, like, I can understand a world where it's happening so much. You're constantly swiping left. You're constantly uh, uh, swiping right. And you're juggling a few people. And, and I mean, that's like, it's not like the app locks you out once you make a match. And then you have to, like, fill out a report on, on why your match didn't work before you start swiping again. Like, it's built for you to deal with a lot of people. And some people just aren't good at that. Islander Steve writes, I just heard your AirPods rant and I have to say I sympathize. I too have suffered tragedy on such a scale. Prime Day passes recently and with all the advances in delivery speed Amazon has uh, has developed through the years, coming through on two-day shipping for Prime for members in the state uh, for members in the state of Hawaii is not one of them. Now of course I don't expect Lord Bezos to be able to teleport my stuff to my house, but would you believe that after taking advantage of some Prime Day deals, Amazon actually lost my entire shipment? This really is insufferable. Why can't Lord Bezos just pull a Larry Ellison, uh, if that can be known as a thing, and buy one of the smaller islands on Hawaii and turn every square inch of it into a distribution center? That really is the only way other than developing transport, uh, teleportation that Lord Bezos could truly deliver two-day shipping to the entire, the entire state of Hawaii and probably not lose the shit I order. So you see, I too understand your suffering, and if it helps, I'm yellow. Well, Islander Steve, uh, for the record, in case anybody was worrying, I did find my AirPod shortly after recording that episode, so we don't have a tragedy there. I would be very curious to see what would happen if Amazon opened a distribution center and immediately 25% of the state of Hawaii is basically a factory town for Amazon. (laughs) That would be wild. 
All right, that'll wrap it up for us today. I want to thank everybody that makes our show possible by heading on over to PayJuryDaily.com, specifically the Jen, PD Rave, not specific Rock World Martian, Steve, Will James, the OG Brito, Will, and Chris. I screwed up the Will again. Will! All right, you can hit me up on Twitter and Instagram at Justin R. Young. Go find my YouTube if you like political stuff, youtube.com slash Justin Robert Young. And you can join our Discord at bit.ly slash Jerry Discord. Until next time, this is your old pal Justin Robert Young telling you to please give a round of applause to Mr. Wacky. Until I speak with you tomorrow, please don't. Diamond Club hopes you have enjoyed this program. <laughs>